This episode of the Prairie Track and Field Podcast is brought to you by Cedic Run. Summer running is in full effect, and if you're still trying to find the right pair of shoes, there's only one place you need to go. With some of the top running brands and the help of experts Richard and Adam, you are sure to walk or run out of the store with exactly what you need. You might be stopping for shoes, but be sure to check out their awesome selection of GPS watches, running clothes, running nutrition products, recovery tools, and so much more. The Thursday night rhombus runs are also in full swing, so if you're looking for a great social opportunity with others and you want to enjoy a free pint of beer, that's right, I said free, head to the shop each Thursday evening at 7pm. All distances and paces are welcome. That's Cedic Run, located in downtown Grand Forks. Ragnarok Athletic Club is hosting its first ever youth summer track camp. On Tuesday, June 22nd from 6 to 8 p.m., Ragnarok coaches and athletes will be leading kids entering grades K through 8 the opportunity to try new events like javelin and pole vault. Plus, every participant receives a Team Ragnarok t-shirt. Cost is only $25. Pre-register now by visiting the Ragnarok Athletic Club Facebook page, or we'll make sure that we have the link on our social media as well. Finally, we want to say thank you to our most faithful sponsor, Draymond Enterprises. Draymond Enterprises. Innovation reimagined. On this episode of the podcast, we assembled some of the biggest track nerds we could find. Cameron and I were joined by Hamlin University Director of Track and Field, Devin Munson, also a former guest of the podcast, former University of Iowa runner, Macy Weber, who, fun fact, will be a bridesmaid in my wedding this summer, former University of Mary standout and now professional runner with Roots Running Project, Lexi's Ice, and personally, my favorite guest, my fiance Karen Newstrom, who competed in track at the University of Iowa. Each of us chose one event that we're looking forward to at the Olympic Trials that begin today, June 18th, and run through June 27th. We'll talk who we're predicting in our top three, some athletes that we're labeling as dark horses, and offering some hot takes on who we think will be making Team USA. Thank you to all of you who participated in our Olympic Trials Pick'em Contest. We were super pumped to just see all the entries we got, so thank you for playing along. We're going to start combing through your entries as the days go on and try to keep you up to date on who's in the lead. We'll try to do a, a live interactive leaderboard. Be sure that if you want to catch the Olympic trials on TV, tune into NBC each evening and follow along on our social media because we'll also be posting some updates on some of our favorite athletes who will be competing at the trials. Hey, enough about us. Thank you for all of your support on season two. Continue to like us, subscribe to us, follow us on our different socials, tell your friends about us. But yeah, let's dive into today's episode of the Prairie Track and Field Podcast. This is your bonus episode. You're welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Prairie Track and Field Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Enerson. And I'm your other host, Cameron Rand. And today we are hanging out with quite the crew. It is very diverse as I look across my screen um, in no particular order, actually the order that's on my screen. But we've got with us today, Macy Weber. Macy ran at the University of Iowa. She's an Iowa native and she is going to be previewing the 1500 today. So welcome, Macy. Thank you. And I think you are probably 
the biggest North Dakota track and field fan living in Wisconsin. Yes, absolutely. hundred okay. percent. Biggest supporter of the pod from Wisconsin for sure. Good. Good. We love to hear it. And then next I've got Devin Munson. You are no stranger to the podcast, Devin. You're going to be previewing the hurdles today. If you forgot, he is the director of track and field at Hamlin and he's also the women's interim coach. I don't know if that's technically the title, but welcome back. Thank you. I'm excited to be back. I'm also excited to hear the, the intro music one more time. I don't know where you found that, but I enjoy it a lot. I can hook you up. All right. Next, we have Lexi Zeiss, also no stranger to the pod. Lexi was on a few months back talking about her race recap from the sound running the track meet. And Lexi, you're going to be previewing the 10K. So welcome back. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And we might hear some bias from you, but... I don't know. You're yeah. back in you're back in the boys and girls of Brits Running Project. Yeah, yeah, I am. Mm-hmm. And then last but not least, we have Kara Newstrom. She's my fiance, in case you didn't figure it out. And she also ran to the University of Iowa, and I convinced her last minute to join us. So thanks for hopping on, Kara. It is a true honor. And I don't know if you've just been telling me that you've been listening to the podcast the whole time or if you actually have been. So this is my one proven moment that you're actually here and listening. Ryan, I, no comment i, I actually do listen though <laughs> self-proclaimed biggest fan all right sweet all right so we're just gonna go through um we're gonna start with like i said we each chose an event how it's gonna work i'm gonna put two minutes on the clock if you use the whole two minutes great but we're gonna use that for each of us to preview the event Devin will be talking about the hurdles macy will be talking about the 1500 cam will be covering the 100 and the 200 Kara will be covering the 5,000. I will be covering shot put and Lexi will be covering the 10K. So we'll get a couple minutes to introduce that, who we chose for our top three spots. And after those two minutes, anybody's going to be able to hop in and banter a little bit, roast each other for our picks. Now we are playing this game and hopefully listeners, you have also filled out the Google form. If you have not filled it out yet, you have until Friday, June 18th at 8 a.m. Central time to complete all your picks for each event. We've got a lot of people who've already filled it out. And so make sure you play along and see how bad you can beat Cameron at Olympic Trials Fantasy Pick'em. So, all right. Does anybody want to start and get us going? I'll go. I'll go. Okay. I'll rip the Band-Aid off. Um, I also think it's starting with the the two deepest events that I think the U.S. is basically locked to win medals. They always have – um, the, especially in like the 100 hurdles for the women. Um, I think we pulled off uh, sweeping the medals a few times and we've done it at least once. Um, so really whoever makes it from the U.S. on the women's side um, is probably one of the favorites for winning at least a medal. So um, it's interesting to see uh, like uh, last time that we had this, Kenny Harrison is my favorite. Uh, I'm picking her to win. It's not big of stretch. She, um, it's a world record holder, I believe. And, uh, but the last time she was a world record holder or she, she didn't make the team, but then set the world record afterwards. So I think that she gets a little bit of redemption. And then I have um, in second behind her, the one who just uh, swept NCAAs on a cockerel. Um, she is the first one to do winning the 100 and the 400 hurdles since Queen Harrison did it. Um, and then I picked sort of a, an upset in my third place with Brianna McNeil um, on 
the men's side, I went with the, the Florida Gator. He hasn't lost in forever. Um, he has been running through everything. He made the indoors look easy when he set the world record in the 60 hurdles. He hasn't raced a ton outside, but I, I picked Grant Holloway to win that with Robert Dunning second and Daniel Roberts to hopefully refine his, his form that he had when he was at Kentucky. I believe he was at Kentucky. Mm -hmm. um, and he would have set the collegiate record, but he lost to Holloway. Um, and then the 400 hurdles with the, the three studs with Sidney McLaughlin, uh, Delilah Muhammad and Shamir Little. I have Muhammad not winning this. I have her getting third, but I actually think she'll win the Olympics. Um, just because I think she'll do just enough to make it through and then win the Olympics with McLaughlin second. And they both break the world record is my pick with that. And then on the men's side, uh, Rye Benjamin, he's number two in the world. Um, I believe the only one that the only thing that stands between him is the Norwegian um, Castor or Carson Warholm. Um, and then you pick the collegiate right behind him, Sean Burrell, and then TJ Holmes. I picked a little bit of a veteran to get third place with that. Uh, if you want to watch any event that the U S is dominant in, watch the hurdles. Yeah. I don't think it's any surprise. Grant Holloway is probably all of our picks to win the one ten hurdles. The one interesting thing that you said, so Brianna McNeil, apparently she's under like some provisional suspension right now. So she can race, but they've got to figure yeah. out if she, she's clear or not. So interesting pick. I'm, I'm a little surprised <laughs> that you went with that. I think she, that it's that'll be passed in time, especially if she makes a team. It sounds bad that it'll be passed if she makes a team. So, but we'll see what happens. But they are letting her race, which is strange. So, one kind of interesting thing too, Devin, that you know if you don't follow track, you you wouldn't know. But like Sydney McLaughlin has only just started running the four hurdles. Or racing she's only raced the 400 hurdles for like once or twice this season uh so it, it would have been interesting i don't think the schedule probably allows for it but it would have been interesting to see uh if she would have tried to do the the 100 and the 400 maybe not i mean definitely not as good in the 100 hurdles as she is in the four uh but definitely somebody who's i mean made made the olympic team last four years ago uh as just uh just a high schooler still right and mm -hmm. uh yeah, she's back, back for more. Macy, yeah, and Tara, Macy and Tara, are you guys picking your Iowa boys in the hurdles? Yeah, I do think yes. so. Aaron Mallett, uh, Jalen McConaughey, top two. I think two, three. I think, I think <laughs> someone sneaks in ahead, but yeah, I see him coming in strong, two, three. Yep. I think we had a good, good preview at Drake Relays of that. Love that's for the long or the short that's for the one tens ah so over the florida boy mm -hmm. i don't know if anybody can choose over the florida boy but uh, yeah. i think he's got it in the bag but then i think it's all iowa from there on out <laughs> it's just iowa people coming out of the woodworks yeah, right. that's something to yeah. cheer for down there hey don't you guys know this is a North Dakota podcast? How did you guys get on here? Anyway? <laughs> we got to pick some surrounding states. I don't know. Yeah. There's not a single North Dakotan, right? So we have to pick in a surrounding state to cheer for. Mm -hmm. Man, 
and there's no Minnesota people. So not other. Oh, there, is. there is, there is in other events. Other events. I don't know about the one ten though. No. Okay. All right, we're gonna move on. Unless, is there any other last minute banter on the hurdles? Nope. All right, sounds good. Well, then let's move on. Um, Macy, you chose to talk about the fifteen hundred. Big week yeah. to talk about the fifteen hundred. So big week for the fifteen. It. Yep, obviously we're all devastated. Salvo eight hundred cannot go and get us a medal in this event at the Olympics, but. We got some strong other women. So top pick, Ellie Perrier. Obviously, she's a stud. She has uh, um, American record in the two mile, or maybe the mile, honestly. I can't even comment on that, which is bad. Um, and then I have Elise Cranny, also a stud, just ran a blazing 10K. So she has that strength, also super fast. And then my third pick is Nikki Hiltz. Um, I don't know if you guys agree, but I mean, she made the Doha team, knows how to compete great person so just want to rep her as well um but yeah just sitting on that freeze shelby i know she will not be running but we can hope hold out um we'll see it's not gonna happen but gonna support her until um we get that overturned okay two things that i need to comment on first of all did you guys know nikki hiltz's actual name is dominique yes yeah. no did not i didn't know it i was really confused when i saw on the status of entries dominique hiltz entered and declared so that's number one also ellie purrier she's declared in three events okay that i didn't even look at that so you should, that's why i was like is she even gonna run the 15 which would be tough if she ends up scratching it yeah well and She's declared in the Granny 8, is as 800, well. 800, 15, 5K. She's not going to run the eight. She's oh, yeah, she won the eight. I think Wait, it's safe else? to say per year stays, but Cranny is in the 15, 5, and 10, and she's probably the favorite for the 10. Yes, I think I think she's running the 15, though. I want to say she, maybe she didn't even say that somewhere. I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and see. I think Cranny, whatever she picks, she's going to make it. I, yeah, I hope she's running the 10 because I picked her, uh, I picked her in the 10. So, I mean, <laughs> that's the only reason, only reason. <laughs> no one's going to bat for, for the veteran. Jenny Simpson. Has yeah. not been running well. I, I think she brings her A game when it comes to big stuff like this. And I mean, I've seen her around in Boulder a few times and she, I mean, I, She's just like so good that I just feel like she just can bring it when it comes to like having that, like she, she wants it. I know she's had a rough season, but um, sometimes it's like, it's better to have something click at the right time than having it click too soon. So it's kind of like, maybe it's, she's, she's getting there. So I, I think I would have to go for Jenny on that one. How about I, how about Sinclair Johnson? I have her taking second. I've got Ellie Perry yeah. Sinclair Johnson taking second. Sinclair Johnson's been cleaning up. Every race okay. she runs, I feel like, has been so solid. I think Shannon Osika is uh, also someone you shouldn't, that shouldn't be slept on either. She just ran four flat back in Cali like a month or so ago. So. 
Or Danny yeah, Jones? That no. me. Yep. I think so Danny I Jones for the next Olympics. I don't think she's ready. I, I agree with that. Okay. She's on the train, but on the back of the train. <laughs> yeah, she's on a tough train, too. That is a tough training group. So, okay, let's talk men's 1500. Macy, did you have any picks for this one? I do. All right. So I'm taking Centro. I think he's going to win after that um, three by 800 workout race type thing that he did the other day. Um, he's in great shape. I think he's going to take it. Next, I have Craig Ingalls, of course. And then for taking the third spot, I have Josh Thompson. Um, my dark no. horse is Ben Blankenship. He knows Wrong. how to make teams. So um, sitting on him as well. But feel free to come at me with your guys' answer. I, I mean, Josh Thompson is never going to listen to this podcast. But if he does, okay. I, hope he, I hope he doesn't take it personal. He's finished like trash. His the last hundred of like all of his most recent races has been okay. so flat. Like and and like when it comes down to it, like that's that's the most important part of the 1500. How do you think that race is yeah. going to play out, though? What do you think the final is going to be like strategy wise? I mean, Hobbs Kessler is going to go to the front and he's going to run 329. <laughs> oh, OK, <laughs> naturally. <laughs> I do think it's going to be Centro and a bunch of youngins, but I think it's going to be uh, Nagoose and Hawker and Kessler fighting for that 2-3, two, 2-3. Three, two, three. Uh, um, but it, that's only if Kessler – Kessler, if he makes it to the finals, I think he could screw up yeah. in, the pre, in the prelims yeah. and screw it up. Okay. When, uh, sorry, Macy. I'm going to talk over you for a second. Go ahead. When you, you said your picks, Lexi was sitting there shaking her head very defiantly. So, Lexi, what are your thoughts on this? Um, I think a lot of this, I think the 1500 is going to be, the men's 1500 is going to be a lot harder than the women's 1500 to make, because I believe that, uh, Hobbs Kessler has been making some big moves as a high schooler. Cole Hawker has a serious last meter, last 100 kick. Um, he, I think he's also up there in the 5k too. Uh, and then Yard Nagoose, like, I just, I felt like he didn't run smart at NCAAs, but I feel like he could turn it around at the Olympic trials. Cole, yeah, Cole we, Hawker has never finished a race in slower than like 25 seconds yep. for his last yes. Uh Yeah, it's 26.00. Nothing slower than that. Yeah. Also, it can be slow too, and they can still run super fast because mm -hmm. like NCAAs was slow and they still ran. 335 so yeah. the other one that'd be sweet to see because it's after the 800 brazier might run it i did i did and, see that and if donovan runs it i think it'd be hilarious to see him just outkick everyone and then not run it just make sure you get a picture of him in the front right mm -hmm. that's what it's about macy did you have I feel like we kept cutting you off. I feel like you <laughs> yeah. have more to say. No, Please you're good. I was just going to say. <laughs> I mean, if you look at it, I, I know Clock is great and he's really good at closing, but like he doesn't even have the standard to begin, like number one. So they're going to have to take it out. I'm, I'm not saying it's, it's not going to go faster than 335, but they're going to have to do that. And I, there's no way Hobbs Kessler makes the team. <laughs> like I'm a Hobbs Kessler fan, but I, I don't know. 
we, I mean, <laughs> yeah, can, but, I, I think you're right. I think you're right about Hobbs. I, I think he'll make the final, but he'll, I mean, three, it's a three, three round final or like three, there's like prelims, semis and that. I thought it's just, I thought it's just uh semis and finals. Cause there's only 24. Oh, okay. Well then maybe, maybe he'll be all right then. Um, but yeah, I don't, yeah, you just never know. I mean, you think back to Donovan Brazier, who's like the most successful and talented young mid-distance runner that we've seen like up to this point. And he didn't even make it out of the first round, like his first like big major U.S. championships. So um, I'm pretty I'm pretty bullish on the Brooks Beast right now. So I have Henry Wynn uh, sneaking in for a third place spot. Uh, mm. As long as Mohamed's not in the race to tackle him, I think he'll be just fine. <laughs> I, I think I think we're gonna see some not great races from some Bowerman athletes. I think there's a reason that Jerry's been hiding his athletes a little bit towards the end. So, not- yeah how how much do you think it will affect them? Everything that happened this week, specifically Centro, um, whose ex girlfriend it is. Rip. Yeah. I don't think it'll bother him at all. <laughs> He's been pretty quiet. Yeah. Man. Okay. I know we could talk a long time about the 1500, but we're going to move on to the 100 and the 200. Cameron Rail, tell us about him. Yeah. I mean, when you watch TV, you know, when you watch the trials, everybody says that the 100 and 200 are like the premier events, you know, Usain Bolt, and they're great. There's a, there's a lot going on uh, this year, uh, starting with, with the women's. Uh, Shikari Richardson has just been absolutely unstoppable this year. Uh, I just saw a tweet from her. She's like, people are tweeting at her like, um, I want to come see you race, but like tickets are this much. And she's like, yo, what's your Venmo? I'll, I'll pay for you to get tickets to the trials. So she's, I mean – She's for the fans, you know, uh, she's exciting to watch. She's entertaining. Uh, she's going to take the 100 and the 200. I have her taking the 100 and the 200. Um, Aaliyah Hobbs, I have taken second in the 100. Um, kind of a, a similar story with her when she was in, uh, younger. You know, it's kind of took, took the, the sprinting world by storm. Um, so I don't think her shine is going to be blocked by Shikari Richardson. She's still just going to be uh, fun to watch. Uh, and then in third, uh, I'll, I'll take he, I think this is kind of a little bit of dark horse, dark horse pick, but uh, Tiana Bartoletta is who I have for third in the hundred. So Devin is cheering. So I've, I've done something right. Um, a little, a little something in, that's interesting. So there's a lot of, I mean, the hundred, 200, very common to see people doubling in those events. So uh, my, my actual dark horse pick in the hundred is Gabby Thomas, who I have taking second to Shikari Richardson in the 200. So um, that's somebody who's, you know, NCAA champ, uh, super talented. Um, and then for the 200, for the women's third place, Jenna Prandini, Oregon girl, you know, you got to have some Hayward magic somewhere. So um, dark horse in the 200 is Allison Felix. Um I have her making the team in the 400. So it'll be like interesting to see kind of how, how that double works out. Uh, 
you know, I think Lexi made made a good point about Jenny Simpson in the 1500, you know, uh, she's, she's the veteran. She, why, why aren't we giving Jenny a chance? Cause I, I think a lot of us are, are pretty optimistic or pretty hopeful that Allison Felix will make the team. So, um, so that, that's what I got uh, for the women's one and two. Uh, for the men's hundred, uh, Trayvon Bromel, the comeback of the century. Uh, I have him taking taking the win. Uh, he's been he's motivated. He's unstoppable. He he's a man on a mission. Uh, so and just really super outspoken about uh, you know what he puts his faith in and and what got him, uh, who got him to where he is now. So. Just ton of respect for Trayvon. Uh, the Mr. Consistent, Mr. 9-9, Michael Rogers. I have him actually finally making the team at, at second. And then I have the uh, say what you will about him, but you can't vote against him, Justin Gatlin making third uh, on the on the 100-meter 100 100-meter 100 team. Uh, for the two, uh, everybody's favorite post-race, Fortnite dancer, Noah Lyles. Uh, just, he's just too good. Uh, the season hasn't been going maybe as smoothly as, as previous seasons, but, you know, a lot of times with, with these people who are thinking about medals, you just never know uh, where, where they're, you're, you know what they're training for and it's the Olympics. So these rough early season meets, uh, they don't, they don't scare me too much. Um, and then second in the 200, Michael Norman, uh, Ryan, when we were at the trials in 2016, we saw both these guys uh, racing as high schoolers, as as juniors, uh, and it was it was pretty impressive. So it'll be it'll be cool to see them in their professional uh, get up and uh, just just doing it on on the next level. Uh, and third, uh, Kenny Benderek, uh, he's a Wisconsin guy. So I mean, we we gave a little love to Iowa. Let's give a little love to the Mitten State, Wisconsin, and. Uh, you know, he's going to be, he's going to be the guy, uh, of note, Fred Curley, uh, 400 meter specialist. He's running the one and the two. So he's my dark horse in the 200. I, I just couldn't, he was, he was ranked too, too low for me to give him one of like the solid one, two or three spots, but, um, mm -hmm. you know, he might, he might surprise quite a few people. You know, when you decided you were going to talk about the 100 and the 200, I thought that's not that many like stories to unpack. But, oh, my goodness, there's so much to unpack between these two events. Um, yeah, I think Curly, Fred Curly, just opting not to run the 400 in which he's been a world champs qualifier. Did he medal at the last world champs? Did he get a bronze? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, we've got a world champs medalist in the 400, opting not to run the 400 and opting for the one and the two. That's unbelievable. Noah Lyles, who has been so dominant over the last three years, like you said, having a shaky season. So, like, opportunity for somebody else to kind of move in there. And then just some young talent. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Arian Knighton, but he recently broke Usain Bolt's World U20 record in the 200. I have him taking third. I think he's going to really come in clutch and get the job done. Um, and then – Another person I think we need to keep our eyes on is Terrence Laird of LSU. He just took second at the NCAA championships and scratched the hundred to go all in on the 200. I think he's someone to watch too. Devin, you were very emphatic when Cam was talking. So let's hear your takes on a couple of these. Um, well, I think 
Cameron and, and I are drinking from the same goblet when it comes to the women's picks, 100%. He went exactly down the line with me, uh, with the Tiana Bartoletta and Jenny Prandini, us both putting stock in some old veterans who have not done well this year. And, and hopefully they, they find it around. But his men's picks, uh, completely against everything he sort of said. <laughs> that. Um, uh, I do think that Fred Curley is is – probably one of those people that could make the 200 just because like he he's ran like nine, eight, six and 43, but he has like a 20.4 or something or 20.2. Like that should be easily 19. Um, but uh, I think, I think Isaiah Young and Ronnie Baker join Trayvon Bromel, which is crazy. Cause the last time I saw Bromel, it was at like a coach's convention and he was selling new balance shoes at it and wasn't competing that was like 2017 i'm like you've really fallen from when i watched you run like nine nine in a high school race but with a crazy wind at texas so to see him back is awesome um and then i yeah otherwise um yeah i don't think i think justin gatlin's finally done so i wouldn't be too upset if justin gatlin doesn't make the team i, I wouldn't be either yeah we don't have to say much more than that, but. Mm -hmm. No, for the women's hundred, I would also, I wouldn't count out uh, Tonish, uh Terry, TT also. She, she's got some pretty good closing speed in the last 50. So. I the hardest thing with hers is hers. She ran that like crazy fast time in one NCAAs, but mm -hmm. like, is that a one-off? Cause otherwise she's run like 11 a lot. Yeah. So. Yeah, that, that could be it too. And then, uh, I mean, she ran decent at the NCAAs, but you're, you're right yeah. about the whole 11 consistently. So. And did they get that fan belay into the meet? I was just going to ask that too. Hopkins kid. He's from Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. If he could act, if he could start, gosh, it'd be crazy. Yeah. He'd easily yeah. run like nine, 198. But, but like right now his start might be worse than, than yours, Ryan when it comes to it to, to, to a race hey i actually think out of the hundred the start's probably my best part it's after that i'm slower than molasses but what's the deal is he not in the i've not heard the story is he not currently on the the list um let's i'll check right now just a second but i know before he was not okay so it but they're like well maybe he'll get in because his coach is the one who's in charge of it true okay interesting now, while he's fact-checking Iowa girls, do you have your girl, Brittany Brown? Yes, and not even just because she's from Iowa, but because she won silver in Doha. So the last like major world event, she won a silver medal at. So I'd say um, hopefully she's still carrying that momentum, but that was a pretty big breakthrough performance for her. And she's obviously comfortable on the world stage. So I think... I think she's a pretty good contender and she's not doubling either. So she'll be nice and fresh. I think one of the hardest things about all of this is when you're looking at this performance list, we have to keep in mind the window for qualifying was all the way from January of 2019. So there's like some times in here and some people, like I looked at Brittany Brown and she's for a world silver medalist. She's not that high up on the performance list for the U S and so it makes you scratch your head and you're like, well, what happened to her? Is she slow this year? But 
I think there's a few times on that list that were from 2019 that people haven't ran for quite a while. So the other thing I want to point out is someone brought up Jenna Prandini and I chose her for my fantasy team back in 2016. We were at the meet. She was doing her victory lap because she had just taken, taken third in the 200 to make the Olympic team. And she runs by where we were standing and she says, like, sorry, I can't take pictures. I'm in a hurry. I got to go to the, the room or wherever they go. And she w- runs past us and I go, Jenna, you're on my fantasy team. And she like stops and she turns around and looks at me. She's like, I, I am? It's like, yes. And she came back and took a picture with me. So <laughs> That's a true story. Yeah. All right, Devin, is Fanbola, is he in the, the 200? It does not look like he is. And he even posted like, I'll see you guys next year or mm-hmm. next time. So I don't know why, but. Do you think be interesting? Yeah. Do you think maybe he hadn't run fast enough like all season and then mm-hmm. just like no, he because he's ran he ran at the to like qualify like 20.04. So and you can use yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that that's just so interesting. Maybe, maybe they were planning to do like US juniors. Like is that a is that a thing like this year? Like, I don't know, but when I was looking through the list too, Devin, I noticed uh, LaShawn Merritt. He uh, accepted, declared. Uh, so yeah. didn't know that didn't know that he would be there. But yeah, it'll <laughs> be a victory lap. It'll be a one slow victory lap, which I can't say <laughs> because it'll be way faster than I could ever run. But all right, we're gonna move on to our one field event that we're talking about today: the shot put. And I'm going to start off with the women. So I've got Raven Saunders taking the cake. She comes in with the highest mark of 19.57 meters. She has always been a stud from an early age, has always made big teams, like past Olympic teams, past world champs teams. So I've got her coming out with the win. I've got Maggie Ewan, another Minnesota native. I have her taking second. She's currently training in Moorhead, so just across the river from UCAM in Fargo and she always seems to step up to the plate too when it matters most. And my third one, this part of the reason is because I'm not as familiar with women's shot put, but also just because there's a lot of um, a lot of really close marks when you look at the list. And so I actually have Felicia Johnson, who just launched a huge throw of 1945 uh, a couple of weeks back in May. And I don't know a lot about her, but I was looking at her progressions and it looks like she's peaking right at the exact time you want to. So I have her on my list, but if I had to choose a dark horse, Michelle Carter, who has been a stud so many times in the past, um, she is out of the top 10 as far as the rankings go. But if we're talking experience, like we have some of these other events, I mean, she's a person you can't count out. Now on the men's side, I personally believe that this will be the hardest team to make out of the entire Olympic trials. I also think that whoever makes this Olympic team for the U S is probably going to win an Olympic medal. Like the top three at the trials could very well be the top three at the Olympics. And for that, I have Joe Kovacs. I'm going to have him coming out with the dub. He won in Doha, had an incredible performance and beat Krauser. I've watched Krauser a couple times this season. And I mean, the guy, you can't count him out. Like you almost want to think he's a locked in number one. But I thought the same thing for Doha, too, and Kovacs got the best of them. So those guys, one, two, 
right now Kovacs won Krauser two for me. And then I chose my man Peyton Otterdahl, number three. And Peyton is a great friend of mine. So one, I'm a little bit biased, but two, I think he finally has that breakthrough performance. Like he's probably not listening to this, but if you are Peyton, um, I've watched you a lot and I know that in your career post-collegiately you've had some ups and some downs, but I think this is a big up for you. But the same thing goes like you could have uh trip Pippery from Texas. He's done really well. One surprise that I had in this one is newly minted collegiate record holder. Turner Washington is not throwing the shot, but he's all in on discus. So one guy that could have made the team that opted to focus on the disc instead. So I don't know how well we can chat about this one, but I, I can anybody... agree with, I, I assumed you'd put Otterdahl higher just, just by, just by the NDSU. And I, I think you guys need to take as much pride as you can. And hopefully, hopefully you guys get a new coach soon mm-hmm. for that. Um, sad news with that, with, with him leaving, but uh, I don't see how you can pick against Krauser. He, yeah. His bad throws are better than everyone else's throws besides Kovacs. Mm-hmm. So it, it's crazy how good he is this year. He has of like the, he has like what 20 of the top, like 30 throws of all time now, like how, yeah. how, and that was all in the last like two years. Mm-hmm. So, but I did go with that Michelle Carter. I think she just knows how to win when it matters. And she's a gold medalist for a reason. And she comes back like all the time. Yeah, Krauser is he's just too good. And I mean, Kovacs is Kovacs is a gamer. Uh and I mean, this is the second biggest stage that there's gonna be is is the trials. So I think if the energy is right, uh Kovacs could maybe pop pop one off and and beat Krauser. But yeah, I mean, one two for me is almost a sure lock, and then it's basically just that battle for third. So Hopefully Peyton, Peyton can, I think he's ranked fourth going in. Uh, so he's, man, he's right there. Would that be a first Olympian for NDSU then? No. It would be the third. Mm. So Amanda Smock made it oh, yes. in the yep. long jump. And then Aaron Teschuk made it in the uh, yes. people. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Nobody's going with at the big homie, Darrell Hill. No, no, my, 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 uh, um, like dark horse, I went with Kurt, Curtis Jensen. And the only reason is cause I, he came to some of the meets at Hamlin and would throw and, and we had just long enough of a sector for him to land it in before it would like smash and break our, our wall at the end. So, and he was cool to watch. So. Darrell Hill is the, uh, he's the reigning U S champ though, isn't he? Didn't he win in. He won in 2018 18. when okay. when Krauser and them didn't throw at it. Sure. Okay. I think. So, I mean, we could just be yeah, spouting def- really wrong facts right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I'm the, I'm the reckless host, reckless host. And then Ryan is always just like, yeah, well, we'll fact check that later. Uh, you know, I'm surprised Ryan, you didn't pick and tried to go all in on your event and tell us stuff. Decathlon, I felt like you guys wouldn't have any idea what to talk about for decathlon. No offense, but. Oh, no, you're probably right. (laughs) I've heard of the guy who's supposed to win. 
Yeah, I, I, I know who's like supposed to be up there, but I couldn't tell you anything on like what they're good at, what what their event is, and everything. Hey, that's okay. That's okay. If we have time at the end, we can chat about it. But we should move <laughs> on because I think this next one is going to be pretty loaded, considering five of the six of us are distance runners, and as we just established, it's not me. Kara, you're here to tell us about the 5K. So give us your picks. Give us your predictions. Yes. So I think this is going to be super interesting. It's like every distance runner declared for every distance that they got the standard for. And so I think it's going to be really interesting to see who actually runs what, if they all just run so many laps throughout a couple weeks here, or if they pick and choose um, or if they run prelims and see how things go. Um, but I think that is going to have a great deal uh, to do with how things end up. Um, just one more time, I think Shelby would have won the 5K, but since she will be at her home, um, I have, happens to be another Iowan, Carissa Schweitzer, um, winning that um, I got dusted by her twice a week for four years in high school, and I have no doubt that she will come away with that. I think, honestly, she'll run it pretty comfortably. I think, I don't think they'll take it out fast. I think they'll, um, I think they'll sit on it and, uh, it'll be an exciting race. Um, but I do have her winning that. Um, and second, I have Rachel Schneider, um, she just seems like she has been gaining a lot of momentum, um, getting stronger and stronger with every race she's run. A lot of these athletes have run like five Ks, like kind of funny where a lot of them have been running a lot of 10 Ks for the endurance and then the 15s for, um, kind of their turnover. But honestly, a lot of them haven't run the most five Ks. Um, but it's like, they've been training other events for this event. Um, but I do have her in there too. And then Ellie Purrier, I just think she is a powerhouse and I don't know, I can see her going top three in multiple events, deciding, uh, or depending on what she decides to do. Um, and also we know that Ellie Purrier will be refueling heavily with chocolate milk all week. So that gives her the ultimate recovery advantage between events. Um, in the men's side, I have Paul Kalimo taking it. Um, he has world medals. He has Olympic medals. I just think he has the experience um, in that uh, he will use that to his benefit. Um, I've also got Joe Klecker. I think that group is gaining a lot of momentum. I feel like they have a really positive, fresh training environment, and I think they're ready to go. And then Grant Fisher, he kind of disappears for a while, but then at the same time is always there. Um, so I think he's just going to, he's just going to, yeah, he's going to punch his ticket. I don't know how, but he'll be right in there also. Um, yeah, that's what I've got. Grant I do Fisher. think though, there's a lot of um, like, okay, so Sean McGordy, I think he's going all in on the steeple. That's my hot take. He just is randomly really good at it. And I think he knows that and um, so I think he's going to pick that event over the 5k, um, a couple other ones that are up there that I am not taking, um, Nessa Frazier, I feel like she has not had strong enough of a training block yet, um, to hang with the best this week. 
and that's it. Kara, yeah, if, if uh, Perrier uh, goes uh, with just the 15, who's your third slot in the 5K? Um, I think we go Josette Norris. She's been trending pretty well lately as well. Yeah. Um, kind of came out of nowhere and is establishing her dominance, in my opinion. Yeah, the, yeah. this year, the, the 1500 5k double is impossible for, for anyone. Because uh, the 1500 5k uh, finals are like an hour apart uh, for both the men and women, because that's what they decided for the Olympics. It's not smart, but so they decided to do um so like the women's goes day one 1500 prelim and 5k semifinals then day two 1500 semifinals and then day four is the finals for both the 15 and the five and the men's are at like the end in the same order so uh it's it's dumb that the, the u.s decided to follow that because then they have to sort of like have to choose early because like what if per year falls in one of them and then like can't make it but she could easily make the other team yeah that'd be some tough decisions going in good good picks all around Kara. that's I it i think yeah. for the men's side i think i don't think you could count out lopez lamont uh, yeah i was gonna say i just think I, like he's ran like 12 50 something uh high and he's only ran one race yeah it was 13 26 but he also kind of to my <laughs> i felt like he was jogging that race watching that mm. um, he always looks like he's jogging yeah <laughs> uh and then also with sean mcgordy i just think with jaeger out i just think he has all in on that steeple and just isn't wouldn't put so much focus on that 5k i feel like it's just kind of like that backup type of thing yeah the one that'll be interesting will be that emmanuel bohr how he does um after he dusted yeah. everyone in that indoor and beat chalimo but then the next week was much worse than chalimo so like those right. two will be interesting with them um and and on the women's side it, i think it really comes down to what do all the bowerman ladies decide to go all in on so because on the men's side the fallback event is the 5k uh, and on the women's side, the fallback event is everyone's going to be in that 10K. Mm -hmm. And I think the 10K will be sl slow because it's supposed to be hot. So. Oh, so I'm still trying to figure out the, like, the schedule. So the men's 10K is like night one. Yes. So and there could be a lot of... Is, is last, the last day or second gotcha. last day. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I think, I mean, you... I think Klecker will make the, the 10K team. I think he's, he's got a better chance at the 10K. Hold on. Before you start stealing 10K thunder from – Just remember, we're still talking 5K. Um, All right. Okay. I got another 5K take then. There you go. Let's hear it. Uh, like I said, really, I mean, buy stock on the Brooks Beast right now. Uh, the third third spot, Ali Bihalski is, is who I have there. So I mean, I'd have to agree on that. Nice. Yeah, she did look good. What did she run like 1450 to start like the year, like early yeah, May or yeah, April? 1457 and just like like everyone was like, Oh, she'll fall off in the last eight hundred and she just she just hung on. 
Like she looked yep. so strong in that. And same with like Josette Norris, like, like we were talking cause uh, they ran at sound running back here in May. And uh, like, I think for Josette and for Allie, I think they just didn't have the proper training throughout college. Like, I think they were good in college, but I think once they got like more people to practice with and all that, like they have really decent, like really good groups. Like they've just, they've as uh, gone so far in the last year. Yeah. I, I really, I mean, this is just kind of the theme of like the Olympic trials. Like you want, you want everybody to make it. And I really wanted to put uh, Josette and Allie in the top three, but I just think like Carissa or whatever Bowerman women run the five and Rachel Snyder are just like, there's too good. Um, I would put the, like, the, I, top. I would put the old vet on there, Kim Conley, just to see if she could do it. I wanted to, to sneak some points. Is what I went with, and I, I think it's probably the dumbest choice I've made. But we'll see what happens. One. Hey, you never, you never know. Four years ago, you know, Bernard Lagat won the whole, the whole dang thing. Just kicked like he was twenty years old. So, uh, it could happen. So one that I was really interested in was the Grant Fisher pick, and I don't know how many times in college we like. I don't even know if I'm a Grant Fisher fan, but I felt for the dude because every time he'd be like so close and I was like, he'd lose to Justin Knight or he'd be so close and like some person would beat him. And so I'm just like, it's, I don't even know like what meme I'm thinking of. If I'm thinking like crying Michael Jordan meme or like <laughs> Pepe the frog or like whatever it is. But I just feel like Grant Fisher is always so close and doesn't quite get it. So if history repeats itself, I think we're going to have a really sad Grant Fisher, but that's, that's none of my business. So. Hey, to, to Grant Fisher's credit, the one NCAA championship he did win, like the race was uh, they were in like 1440 or something like that. And it was just like a wicked last kick. So sometimes the races at the trials or at us champs go that way. So. Maybe that's his best bet. Super, super slow. And then just drop everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So last. Oh, Macy, what do you got? I was just going to say Morgan McDonald won't be in the race, so he'll be fine. I think we'll make the team. <laughs> okay. My last hot take on the 5K, and then we'll turn it over to you, Lexi. Cooper Tier. Can we count him out? Yes. No. no. Don't count him out. I wouldn't count I have him out. As, I have him as second. As second. <sighs> Yeah, like you were talking the Hayward magic. I just feel like that kid just keeps coming. Like he just doesn't stop. So if I couldn't, if I couldn't decide someone for like a third spot or for a dark horse, I just pick someone from Oregon just because it's on their own place is what I did. That was my fallback for every event. Yeah, these college kids have all the momentum right now too. Yeah. All right. So let's go preview the final event of the night. And this one kind of goes perfectly with 5K because a lot of people we said were doubling the 100 and the 200. And we've got a lot of people doubling the 5K and the 10K. So Lexi, we mentioned right away in the podcast that you got a couple of teammates here. Um, and yeah, a lot of people that you train with are in this race and a lot of people that you've been seeing in Boulder. So you've got the inside scoop. Tell us all about it. 
Um, all right. So I guess for the women's, I have Elise Cranny kind of taking it all. I know she's in like three different three different events, and I just I just feel like the one 10k that she ran, she just looks so smooth, and I believe she could just take it all. And then I have Emily Sisson, um, very strong runner, uh, and I think things are coming along for her. She's gotten faster with each race she's ran this uh, spring here. Um, and I follow her on Instagram and I look at all her workouts and she's always so consistent. Um, and then I had a hard time with pick number three because I want to say Carissa would make it. Um, but I also feel like she's a lot stronger in the 5k and I know she's coming back from an injury, uh, and recently ran in Portland and she looked okay, but she didn't look like herself. Um, especially in the last, I would say about 600 of that race. Um, and if I would, <laughs> my dark horse is Alicia Monson. Um, she's, she's crazy and really good. And just watching her, I didn't know she was, she just turned 23. So I didn't know when she ran her 10 K back in December, she was only 22 and ran that time. Like how crazy. Um, and I, I just think that like the 10 K just with there's 48 women so far and the most in us history on the 10 K starting list. And it was really hard to pick who I think would make it just because it's, uh, it's, it's crazy. Like I think when they come out with the new standard in the next year or so, like it's going to be a lot tougher to make it in the next us trials. So um, but yeah. And then, uh, for the men's, so <laughs> this is where I, I do have Eric Jenkins, number one. Um, I think he, I think he'll bring it all together at, at the, I watched him race back in December and he looked pretty strong in the 10 K, um, at sound running. And then I have Joe Clucker second. He is a tough guy and just watching him race and seeing him out in Boulder, just like he's, it's, it's crazy to see how far he's come in the last year, um, since graduating at CU. Um, and then <laughs> my third and dark horse favorite, my own teammate, Frank Laura, gonna bring it, gonna, gonna bring it all to the, uh, Olympic tries. He's been training so well. Um, he is, a funny guy if you guys have ever talked to him or ever meet him like he is he's something else <laughs> um but um you know I'd also like uh I wouldn't count out also um Robert Brandt and Connor Mann's uh two college guys coming in uh I think uh from the women's side there's not as many college women this year in the women's it's mostly and if there are they're mostly in the back um, half and I just felt like in the NCAA there wasn't as deep as a 10k as it has been uh, but on the men's side it's that was a true 10k race uh, at NCAAs and I feel like there's some good contenders from the collegiate uh, stand so I don't know I think uh, it's gonna be a great first final on uh, Friday night and I don't think I think it's gonna be honest because I know for one, Frank doesn't have the standard and if they can run the standard, like, and he's 
he can run the standard. I know he can. Um, so, and there's so many men like on the edge of that standard. I don't know if you've seen how many are between like the 28 to like 45. So I, it'll be a good one. I have a question right away. How much do you think the fact that the uh, marathon trials were last year, how much do you think that will affect the 10K or do you think it will at all? So I think for how many women qualified in the 10K, there wouldn't have been that many women that qualified um, if it was last year. I think you probably would have seen around 25, 30 women instead of the 50. Um, and I think just like, I don't know. I just think that so many people are in track mode right now that no one's thinking about, oh, like the Olympic trials for the marathon were already last year. So, um, but I think uh, for Emily Sisson, I think for her, she kind of has a chip on her shoulder from dropping out in that trials. So, and I'm, I want to see her make that team. So I, it'll be good for her. Yeah, I think especially on the women's side, there's a handful of those women um, that competed last year that are, that'll be knocking on the door. Mm -hmm. I mean, see, I'm sad to not Sarah see Molly Hall. Huddle. I'm pretty heartbroken with that. Um, yeah. Just hasn't been, the last two years have not been going her way. So, yeah. Yeah, it'll yeah. be interesting to see with Sarah Hall too. Mm -hmm. Hall and Sisson with full marathon training to come down to that and see how they do um, and, and sort of make the pace, I feel a little bit honest because they won't be able to kick with, with Cranny and Munson. I, I put Cranny as winning and Munson as second. Um, I think the big thing that we'll be talking about after this whole thing is that is on athletics group sending a, a big majority of their group to the Olympics because they already have ones for other countries, but I think Klecker and Munson will make it and, and possibly Leah as well in the steeplechase. Yeah, I have Leah up there too with the steeple. Um, I just think that like with the, that on group has kind of set the stage a little bit um, of what people are, I don't know how to explain it. I just feel like the, the level has been raised a lot this year, especially on the distance side. Like we've seen in the past some crazy races, but I just feel like it's, this is the deepest I feel like it's been in quite some time. Yeah. What What about uh, World Championships bronze medalist uh, Emily Infeld? I'm sorry. I, I don't see her making it. Um, I don't see her finishing the race. I also believe that with Mario Hall too. Uh, I just I just feel like BTC is just they're struggling right now, and it's especially with the news this week, I just, it's going to be, it's going to be tough on the team. It's kind of like they either breathe in their A game or they fall apart from the beginning. So, um, yeah. uh, I know they're all gamers. I've seen it, uh, and all that. So it, it'll be interesting. Yeah. It'll be interesting if we're all proven wrong that we're going against the best coach in the United States, uh, <laughs> with it. Um, but I will, one thing that I would bet a hundred percent on, I would bet my house is that Connor Mance will lead at least one lap of this 10 K. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'd have to agree with that too. 
I like I like this. Are we going into side bets now? Is that what this episode's <laughs> turning into? Uh, is 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 Galen Rupp's twenty five victory laps, or is he actually going to be competing? Let's like, be real. Will he be in? He's got to be in the right? top five. I, well, I, I I think he's competing, but will he be like there at the end and have to push it because he can't kick anymore? Will he wear a mask while he does it? <laughs> Savage. I don't think so. It's it's. You guys see the temps for the 10K? It's supposed to be hot. Good thing yeah. it's been almost 100 degrees in Boulder for the last two weeks. So. <laughs> so, flashback to 2016. If you remember, the men's 10K was honestly a really tough way to start the trials because so many guys dropped out of that race and so many guys that were supposed to do really, really well. And I remember we showed up on like day three or day four and and Lexi that was like when your teammate Noah Drotty got a lot of attention first of all <laughs> the, picture, could, the picture of him actually in last but being right behind Galen Herrup right, have you seen yeah. that picture <laughs> yeah and honestly that's like what stole all the attention because it wasn't a good race by any means and I don't even remember who took second and third and all the other races but um Macy you had it was Oh, Cam, finish my thought. And Second then was Shadrick. Yeah, it was it was Rupp and then Shadrick, cheer, cheer, and uh, was it career? Or, yeah, either career or Emmanuel Gore. Yeah, there's a couple because, of those, those army guys went like two, three. Because Lagat and Hassan both dropped out, and then both came back for the five k. Yeah, and then like Ben True like jogged it in. He ran like six minute pace for like the last two miles. Yeah, no um, one, no one is picking Ben True to. to I to I got some. Ben True, dude. I'm uh, such. I'm a massive Ben True fan. Yeah. He's got to get one. I I actually have to agree with that. I wouldn't say he's in my top three, but I could see him a top, top five, possibly. Yeah. Sorry, guys. My dog is squeaking her toy, and I'm trying to get her <laughs> out of the my room. <laughs> I think uh, Kincaid comes up big again as well. Yeah, dude, Kincaid um, at the last trials. The reason I don't have him is because the last trials it was the 5k and he just went for it. The pace was slow and he went to the front and was like, I'm done with this and went out so hard. And he made the race honest, but he didn't r- race very well after that. So, Ryan, that I, was that was that was a different Woody Kincaid, though. That was he was still wearing his Portland jersey and it was him and uh. Oh, who's the triathlete who trains with Morgan Pearson? Uh, oh. He ran for an NA. What's that, Lexi? Oh, uh, I know who you're talking about. Hold on a second. McElroy? Is that it? Yeah. Uh, I'm not thinking of this person at all. Anyway, he ran for NAU, but it was, it was those two guys. And Matt. it was like Matt McElroy. Yeah. yeah. But anyway. Don't yeah. that Ryan, that move should should give you confidence in Woody Kincaid that he's willing to don't you remember him in the in the five K at the last US chance when it was at Drake when like Lopez beat Chilimo and uh they were just like toying with him. Like Chilimo went hard and then they were like he was like, Come on guys, take the lead and they just like stared him down. They're like, No, we're gonna just or no, no, they wouldn't let him take the lead. They ran harder, you know. He went hard. I don't know. Yeah. Woody Kincaid's no, a man. That's true. Kara and I were at that race and it was like, 
I kept looking at Kara. I was like, when is he going to fall off? And he never did. It was a game. Yeah, it was wild. Macy, you haven't chimed in a whole lot on this one. Let's hear your take. Uh, I was just going to say all my money's on Bowerman every single event. People can say what they want, but they know how to make teams. It's their job. I know we all want the underdogs to do well, but at the end of the day, Bowerman does it best. And I could be I could be proven wrong, but yeah, I, I just think I, across the board. I think you're more likely to be proven right than all of us picking other people going <laughs> against Bowerman is probably what's going to happen because I think whatever happens in the 10 K will sort of set. Cause I think, I think two of the Bowerman will get it. I picked uh, Fisher and Kincaid. So then I don't think they'll come back for the other events and it'll leave Lamong and, um, and the other guys for the 5k, but we'll see what happens. You know what? Yeah. Like I bet a couple of years ago, all of us were, were huge, maybe not huge, but all of us would have like cheered for Bowerman because they were the anti Nike Oregon project. Ooh, now that I was there's a big no Oregon, Oregon project, project fan. Which is oh, funny. Bad. Man. I mean, now now there's no villain. Like, you know, I th- I feel like we were just like in the last week. I've just decided to not like the Bowerman track, though. I think. <laughs> I think just like like my reasoning for wanting to go and continue running after college was literally seeing Shelby, Courtney, Kate Grace, and Colleen Quigley run at a 1500 at Azusa Pacific. And watching that race made me like want to continue running. And I like did that. But when I got onto like the professional stage and like just seeing more of what's all going on and just meeting more runners and like all that, it's like, it's like runners against and then Nike and BTC. Like, it's like everybody against them. Like, that's what it feels like when it comes to like big races and all that. And like, I think for me, I shoot for the underdogs a little bit more because I, I want to see that happen. And like, they're good. Like, like I'm just like, I ran against Carissa at NXN in high school. (laughs) And like, it's crazy just to see how far they have, like common like Shelby's been my idol for ever like she ran at Griac when we ran there and like I just think it's it's definitely I don't know if I'm just being biased because I'm part of a team that like is more of an underdog team but I I just I shoot for the underdogs more than I shoot for the the upper dogs <laughs> I guess is the best way to say it <laughs> I agree yeah. with you which I don't know what why. it is about running. So, I, okay, thank you. Thank you. I agree with you. I'm cheering for the underdogs, which is why I have Kellen Taylor making the 10K team. Now, Kara knows that I'm the biggest Kellen Taylor fan of all time. And here's why. Listen, listen to this, okay? She is a mother, okay? And you're like, yeah, so are a lot of distance runners, whatever. She has been a foster mom. Okay, she's a firefighter, but she gets done running and she goes and fights fires. Okay, tell me anybody else in this 10k field that's half as cool as Kellen Taylor. 
and she publicly admits she doesn't roll out or stretch. <laughs> I think I gotta go against her then. <laughs> she doesn't have time. She's fighting fires. You gotta prioritize at that point. She's gonna cramp up just mid-fire. Ooh, I hope not. That's my hot take. So, Ryan, what's the event that you're most excited to watch? That maybe even we haven't even talked about because we don't know it a ton. Mm, man, I don't know. We talked hurdles. Hurdles are always so fun because I feel like it's really unpredictable. Um, maybe like another field event is, I mean, a little bit of self-interest here. Javelin, I'm really hoping our man Riley Dolezal can finally make an Olympic team. He took third at the trials back in 2016, but he didn't have the standard that didn't get to go so i'm cheering for him in that event pole vault is going to be interesting sam kendricks will almost be a lock for the team he's made so many world teams but we've got chris nelson who we got to see compete a lot at the university of south dakota he actually is coming in with the best jump so that'll be good and man after that like i'm so excited for a lot of these but maybe honestly when I was making my picks, the ones that I had the hardest time figuring out were some of these distance ones, but this, this 800 field too, if we're going to stay on the topic of kind of mid distance events, distance events, there's a couple guys in here that, yeah, you know, Brazier's a lock, Hopple's a lock, but I had a really hard time picking that third spot. So I don't know, maybe the 800, maybe the pole vault, maybe the javelin. And, and to be honest, Yes, the decathlon is is going to be fun to watch too. But yeah, there's probably a few more events I'm more excited about than the decathlon. The hard thing with the decathlon is we don't have like someone like Ashton Eaton that's like just supposed to destroy. So it's like you need to watch every single event of theirs. Like I'm just going to see that probably Garrett's there to uh, win it by the 1500 most likely is mm -hmm. what's going to happen. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and like a couple of these guys I've gotten to compete against this season. So like cheering for Solomon Simmons, cheering for Hunter Price and a couple of these guys. But yeah, there's probably a few more events I'm a little bit more excited to watch than the deck. Because even as a decathlete, I'll say this. It's just like a, it's a tough event to spectate over the course of two days. I think that women's 800 is going to be fun to watch to finally see. Thingmo and uh, Aji Wilson uh, facing each other finally. Yeah. Is this going to be the one that Aji loses? I don't know. Could be. I mean, this is a this is like the best direct competition she's ever had. So, mm -hmm. well, I guess we'll have to see. I know me and Ryan were talking like earlier this week. A lot of the college people just, I feel like they have a, a huge advantage because they had like a structured season and, you know, uh, are just like really sharp right now. And a lot of these, you know, solely professionals, we kind of have no idea where they're at or the meets that they've had are just kind of the low key sort of, you know, pop up meets, I guess, you know, or, you know, I guess like for the distance, it's been pretty good, but for the other events, you know, so yeah, and anyway, it'll be, yeah, it'll be really interesting. Everything's going to have layers and layers of drama. 
it'll be surprising with the fact that like they used to complain that there was too much time between the NCAA championships and in USA. So like six weeks and now they have a week and will it be worse because they went so hard, like all those guys in those like 5k, 10k's to run like 13, 12 by tier. What? Like 10 days before he has to go and race it again. It's pretty crazy to, to have to come back and do that. There was even some of those guys who ran at like a, like an extra qualifier after NCAAs. So, I mean, I don't think those, most of those guys are just like trying to get into the, to the meet and aren't like super big contenders, but man, it's a lot of racing. So, and it's, is anybody, I mean, I'm not going to get any work done over the next like two weeks. Cause I'm just going to be glued to my phone, you know, just trying to pick up on results and stuff like that. So. I'm Sorry. driving through <laughs> Texas and uh, I've convinced the, the girlfriend that each night I need to watch the races. So we'll find a brewery and she'll be happy then. And, and then I can watch. Otherwise I wouldn't be able to. <laughs> Wise man, Devin. Wise man. All right. Hey, well, thank you guys so much for being on. I think this is went way better than I thought. This is the first time we've had multiple people on a Zoom call as far as guests go. And I think it's something we can do again in the future. So anyway, we hope that all of our picks come true. We'll keep you fans updated and listeners updated um, on how we do. And then we'll compare and see how you guys are doing yourselves because hopefully you've already played the game. If you have not made your fantasy picks, go to the link in our bio on Instagram or find our latest Facebook post. You'll be able to click on the link there, fill out just like we did, find our top three in each event. And winner receives a CDIC run t-shirt. So there's some cool prize as up for grabs. So we'll say plural, but all right. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you guys next time.